Welcome to The Trainer's Tribe, a podcast for group fitness business owners who want a reliable business that gives them the freedom and impact they desire. My name is Kyle Wood, and I'm joined by Dale Sidebottom. We're the first people to tell you that working harder or working longer is not necessary. We've both built successful boot camps and created profitable online businesses, which has given us the lifestyles that we love. How do you build a fitness business that's both profitable and that you love working on? That's why we created this podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, trainers. Welcome to another episode of The Trainers Tribe. This episode is episode 17, and we are talking about why you must have an email list. We're going to jump into like what we mean by that and what why it's so important. Yeah, we are. Thanks, Cole. And uh, good to be here. Episode number 17. Very exciting. And uh, I suppose this is going a little bit, a little bit different than the previous tasks we've had the last few episodes. So, And I know this sort of online thing is quite foreign to a lot of people. So I'm going to start you off today, mate, with basically why should you have an email list? If What's the benefits of it? Why do businesses, why is it a must-have? Oh, you're asking me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, Kyle, I thought I, yeah. So, the long, why, the long your... awkward pause. Real awkward. Just, like, Everyone... just, just long enough to see if our listeners will be able to, like, check their phone. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to be rehashing some stuff here. If people have, like, read online stuff, I know uh, people, certainly online, have been talking about the importance of an email list for a long time. But I, what I want to do is start with an example, and I want to take us on a journey. Would take us back, like into the old history of the internet, which is like ten years ago. Okay, go for it. <laughs> I like it. Actually, I, you know, like a side note, I came across an article I was reading up on um on this this I don't know I got caught up reading about the history of this food website and I was reading their Wikipedia page and it it led me to this old article on the New York Times from two thousand and six, so like ten years ago. Yep, and it was crazy reading about the way they were talking about the internet then, like even just 10 years ago, like, you know, just talking about like, I mean, Yahoo was like, Yahoo's pretty much gone now, but they're like talking about Yahoo and Google and how they had just introduced advertising to their platforms and how the web was going from a place of being like lots of advertising to no advertising, sorry. Or if there was advertising, it was like really spammy stuff to like this, you know, what we see more of now, which are like these sort of what Google started, which was like by your search term, depending on what you search brought up. And then like, you know, now Google keep track of like what you're looking at online so that they can, and Facebook do the same now as well. Yep. And just, that was like just starting to happen there. I mean, they didn't even mention Facebook in this article as being like, that's how like old school this is. There was an article about Craigslist as well. So I was like sort of reading up about the history of that. Yeah, anyway, really interesting to, to think about how far the internet's come now and how much more accessible it is. And just, yeah, how the whole, like, aspect of using the internet to to market your business and to, like, you know, even in 2006, not many people were doing that because there just wasn't platforms to do that. So it's still pretty new technology. And the reason I was talking about it is because, so back then, people didn't really have email lists. Like, it was kind of unusual... There were, like, group emails that people would sort of ping around, which got replaced by forums and things like that. But what if you came across a website, like a blog that you really liked, what you did was you subscribed to their 
RSS feed. Have you heard of that? Yes, I have. Yeah, heard of RSS. Okay, so nowadays, like most people would have no idea what an RSS feed is. You've probably have you import yours into your email. Yeah. Okay, so yep. that's so, but that's how you subscribe to blogs. Correct. So, so you, you so you remember doing that? So you would like look for their RSS feed button, then you'd click that, and then it would add you know you'd add it to your Google Reader, and then um and then that would like centralize where you read stuff. But what, the reason I wanted to bring that up is because I think the majority of our listeners would never have heard of an RSS feed. But back then, if you had a blog, your number one goal was to get people on your RSS feed. Now, no one uses RSS feeds. So all those people, like thousands, tens of thousands of people, potentially that you got on your reading your thing, they're just like, they're, no, they're, they're, they're not irrelevant now. Yeah, anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to mention that is because the what we're seeing at the moment is like in social media so like twitter followers facebook followers like that is what a lot of uh people especially i see trainers who don't have a website yet get really hung up on like how many facebook likes they have yep because there is a social proof element to it and you used to use that with rss feeds you would like have the number of your rss readers so you, you could say like how many people were following your blog so i guess what you know what i'm saying is the number one reason why email is so important is because in that time, having someone's email doesn't change. Like until something comes in that replaces email, which is email will probably change, but it's, I don't really see it getting replaced anytime soon. The way it's used is a little bit different, but there's always going to be some form of direct messaging and email is just still a great way to do that because everyone has an email address. Everyone's got one. Yeah. You might think that getting a lot of Facebook likes and things like that is really important, but what happens, you know, in another five years when, well, maybe Facebook's irrelevant or maybe the concept of pages changes. Maybe the Facebook will switch more to groups. We don't know what's going to happen. But if you've got someone's email that you can always just like export to like an Excel sheet or a text file, like you can always keep in contact with them. That's like the big why is like email is still the best way to like retain contact across you can move to different you could move from different email providers to email providers and you as long as you got someone's email yeah we can always go back to it and probably a big point there is like to remember myspace when that was around yeah I you mean, know, it was all about having myspace followers and following people mm-hmm. in myspace that, that's gone now mm-hmm. so again that could easily happen i don't think it's gonna happen to instagram twitter you know, or Facebook, you do, but you don't, don't know. So, yeah, you don't yeah. know. But whereas email, it's so prevalent in everyday life, work, uh-huh. socializing, you know, mm-hmm. send invites, send calendar requests, everything's yeah. through email. Yeah. Right. So that's why it's such an important tool to capture and just keep that quality content. Mm-hmm. So is there any other reason why, particularly when we're looking at personal trainers and bootcamp owners, why they need that email address? We'll get into some more stuff like when we talk about how how we use it. Yep. But I think the other big thing is that email still, what we the word we use is converts the best. So by converts, I mean like in terms of like getting people to take action on something, email is still the best. It's like, it's like Twitter is like next, it's like 0.1% or something. If your Twitter followers will like take action, like it's one of the lowest and Facebook's a little bit higher at like a couple of percent. Okay. But email is like, you know, 10 plus percent yep. you know you can get the engagement is much much higher yeah with email and so it's still the best way to tell clients that you're uh that you're you know running a new boot camp time or tell clients that you've got a 
yearly deal on where they can pay up front. You know, you tell clients that, you know, like send out a thing where they like a referral competition or something like that. It's still the best way to keep them engaged and keep them involved in your and, business. Uh, and also you can also give your email list scores, you know, so you can see which one of your clients is more engaged in the in the content you're doing. So how many emails are open, how many times they click on certain things, you know, so you can build up files on all your email lists. So from mm. potential clients to your mm-hmm. current clients to potential leads or anything like that, and you can see mm-hmm. what actual content that is it the highest sort of click rate so then people you know you're going to be able to target that more and I suppose this will sort of lead in Kyle to my next uh, part about setting up an email list so when you actually get email lists what do you do with those and I think the best platform or not the best platform but the easiest platform to use at the start and it's free for up to 2,000 email addresses MailChimp so if you go on and type in MailChimp.com, you can set up your own emailing list for free, okay? And then you can go on there, you can create lists. So what I'd recommend you doing is go on and create a list of current clients, mm-hmm. all right? And you'll just create a list of that. You go add subscribers, simply put in their email, so KyleWood.com uh, at whatever, you know, and your first and last name, bang, and he's part of my list. And you go through, add all the clients you've got, then you might go through and make another list of previous clients, all right? So you go and put all their emails in and then ones of potential leads. So maybe people out there that have reached out to you and inquired about boot camps but have never taken action or actually come, all right? And from there, it's really, the, the possibilities are endless of what you can do with those emails. And I know a lot of people have like weekly newsletters, all right, and you can, again, set these up in MailChimp. So they've got all the templates and things in MailChimp, so they're really easy to put, fill out. You put in all the content you want. So, for instance, in a weekly newsletter, you may have some pictures of the week, a weekly wrap-up, the sessions that you have covered, a health tip, and maybe some sort of exercise or workout that clients can do over the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, and you simply send that off to them. All right, really basic. All right, that way it gives everyone a clear indication of what they've done. So you can send that off to your clients. Then your previous clients, you can send, uh, and I know you're going to talk a little bit more about automotive emails, and that's probably a little bit more advanced. But for previous clients, you can you can even send that to them as well, or once a month, you can just do a monthly recap on everything that's happened. You know, so so they can see all the amazing things you're doing. All right. And then to potential leads, you know, you can be sending promos or upcoming sales or amazing things you're doing to try and generate a bit of hype with them to get them back interested to come for a free trial. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you haven't been using an email system, MailChimp is really basic and easy to use. There are a lot of videos as well on MailChimp or on YouTube that basically go step by step about how to create a list how to import new email addresses, and then how to send it out. So if you're listening to us here and it doesn't make sense, simply get on and just follow on a, on a YouTube video and you'll be able to do that. And the best thing is once it's set up and you have your template set up, it'll take you five, 10 minutes weekly to send out that really good content and also just keep clients in the loop. All right, so that would be my biggest bit of advice today. MailChimp, just for the sheer fact of keeping clients accountable, keeping interested, you know, and talk about things you're doing weekly. 
Um, I don't know if you've got anything to add on that as well, Cole. Yeah, probably like why you should use Mailchimp versus like say just putting everyone in your blind co- like blind copying and everyone in an in, email and CCing everyone yeah, into yeah. an email. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously, you don't want to CC people because people don't like really like their emails getting like included in an email blast. The other thing with Mailchimp, it's like you said, it's the or using any kind of email provider, it's the data aspect of it. It's the fact that you can you can keep track of you can keep even notes on your clients and things yeah. like that. And it's also the integration factor. So like if you're using booking software it might integrate with an email provider, which means it will automatically switch people around basically whether they're active clients or whether they're inactive clients. So it's about what automating that and simplifying that for yourself too and then when someone signs up it automatically adds them to the list rather than you having to like add another outlook contact or correct i also want to say i would set it up a little bit differently okay you're saying you'd have different lists yep i would have one list but i would use segments okay yeah in mailchimp you you can use segments and groups so i would set up a the different segments or groups for for the clients previous clients yeah gotcha. and that's usually with integration that's what it'll switch people around with as well and that way you can send because mailchimp i'm pretty sure it still does it's got this annoying thing where you can't send emails to multiple to, lists you still can't yeah you can so only, that way you can only send to one at a time yeah. and you have to go through duplicate you know it, it, yeah it's a little bit annoying uh-huh. but i think for the simple fact of new like I am not nowhere near as advanced as you are with your emailing and things like that and I still use MailChimp for certain things and it's very easy to use whereas what we're going to talk about the other mailing systems we use I'm still battling to get my head around it because it's <laughs> it's so tech savvy uh-huh. yeah yeah so leading on from there I suppose that's sort of well, I didn't even know about segments, so yeah. I'm learning something as well. So I think the the beauty of today's episode, like a few things, Kyle and myself are on completely different pages with a lot of different things. You know, he's very tech savvy and understands how all this works, whereas I'm just trying to learn as well because I know how important it is for my business, the growth of it, and also, you know, getting my boot camps bigger and stronger. Well, that's um, good because I think that's most people are going to be pretty new at this stuff yeah or maybe if you if you have been using MailChimp already you might want to look into like using segments yeah well, and, um, and so I didn't even I just saw like, them recently come up and I, I don't even know what they are well they were kind of hidden it, it was kind of an annoying feature which they had but they kind of buried it and they've just they've just sort of rejigged it it looks like so that when you're sending a broadcast like when you're sending an email out that it's more it's more obvious yep to, so yeah on sending emails out so like i use i use both i use for most of our stuff i use a system called convert kit yep which is similar but you know if you get our emails you'll see from our emails that it looks just kind of like a personally written email it's like there might be a picture in there and a couple of links but it the formatting of it is very basic it looks like i've just typed that in and and sent that to you personally so i like that and it also helps with gmail because gmail likes to categorize email. i'm not sure how often i get through but i know gmail likes to sort of it's got the different tabs you get like social promotions updates you know if you're sending out group emails they can often appear in the one of these other tabs and okay. they're less likely to be seen by people by gmail users so having using a more casual 
looking like personal looking email increases your chance of ending up in someone's like oh, okay. inbox. See, I, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And it serves the purposes and the things I really like about ConvertKit is the ability I can tag subscribers with different things. I can set up, and you can do this in MailChimp as well, you can set up um, automated series. So that was one of the things which we were saying it would be worth upgrading you can well you can either you can do that on MailChimp which I originally updated on and I had automation so if people signed up they would get automated emails and that just means weekly or daily they'd get a different email about some form of thing but I found that MailChimp again was quite limited with this so I recently I paid somebody to integrate all my MailChimp users and automators over to a new system called drip.com mm-hmm. which is by a company that created lead pages as well so mm-hmm. I've started using drip which is very similar to ConvertKit where people uh, basically get tags and things like that so if people want to join my boot camps they will get a tag with boot camps Richmond or boot camps St Kilda or then if people are wanting mm-hmm. to go on and buy certain products or they want to become a member of my member zone they they get those tags mm-hmm. alright and then basically I know you're going to go into more detail because you're so much more advanced on this than me this system is insane and I I'm really struggling to get my head around it and I think because it's really complicated it scares me a little bit and I probably keep putting it off but I know that the potential, once I set up these automations, will be fantastic. But again, that's why I still send my weekly newsletters with MailChimp because I know how to use that and it's quite easy to use. So that's yeah. where, from my point of view, as a new to all this world of emailing and automation and things like that, that's why I think MailChimp's a really good start. Uh-huh. I just need the time, and I'm going to do this over my summer holidays, to really just do a lot of reading videos and figure out how to actually work drip and get the full potential out of it. So mm-hmm. I know you'll be able to sort of explain what automation is and about funnels and things like that for our listeners. And I know this may sound a little deep if you, if you're still got all your email contacts in Nextel spreadsheet and you send them out in a BCC email or something mm-hmm. like this. This is this is way left field. But I think the big thing is start slow, make one yeah. little tip today and go and start a MailChimp one and then you can get to a position where I am and you're graduating and you're, you're scared all over again. Yeah, yeah. And then you can just go, well, I'm a superstar like Kyle and he's just going to talk riddles to you if you've got no idea. <laughs> and maybe you'll be able to come back to this in six months' time and go, bang, I know what he's talking about. And I, I'm still, like, by no means an expert. Oh. I mean, you might feel... <laughs> oh, I feel like you're on a different planet to me, mate. I'd talk I stuff with it. It scares me. <laughs> well, we talked some of that stuff with um, when we had Jared Robinson on the show because he's like, he's, like, a real whiz with the way he's got his set up. Yeah, so I thought, like, I'll, I'll give some tips now and, and keep it trying to keep it really practical. Cool. So one really cool thing about MailChimp and other platforms do this as well, but... Because MailChimp's been around for a while and it's been a really solid platform, it integrates with other soft, a lot of other software. So that's actually... I use it to send out my monthly newsletters for Bootcraft because, one, I didn't want a casual-looking email for my for this bit. It's like a paid subscription. So I wanted the emails to look a bit nicer and the mm-hmm. formatting to be a bit nicer. So I used MailChimp. And two, because MailChimp... When someone signs up to Bootcraft, it automatically 
puts them on. Puts them in MailChimp. I do exactly the same for my member zone, and that's the only. I only use it for when members sign up to member zone mm-hmm. and my weekly update. That's the only time I send out MailChimp emails now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny you do that too. I think it's really easy to use and it does look impressive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but no, no. it's funny we both still use that. We've got these other fancy uh-huh. ones, <laughs> but you go back to resort to the MailChimp that's still free. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, like it's a good looking platform. Well, yeah, that's so, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, because the editor on that, if you haven't used MailChimp before, it's drag and drop so you can create a new email and then you can be like, I want a picture here and you just drag it over from the pictures and you add that and then have some text here or a title here or maybe I want to add a button so buttons can be really good because they're like an obvious so easy instead of having up. a hyperlink yeah. you know whereas some people go there's no link but on a blog post or something there might be a million links to click but they just don't know there's a hyperlink uh-huh. so by having an actual button yeah. I find success rates a lot better yeah yeah and it's a really simple thing but people can't miss it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I like that function too yeah, so integration is really important. And I was just running around there looking for my iPad because I wanted to check what some of the big sort of booking systems, what they integrate with. And I couldn't find it. <laughs> so if you already use a booking system, have a look at what platforms that integrates with. And there's a tool called, if it doesn't, there's a tool called Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R, that will let you pretty much integrate anything with anything. So I use this because my membership software for Bootcraft doesn't talk, only talks to MailChimp, but I can use Zapier to get MailChimp to talk to ConvertKit and I can send over, I can send those subscribers. So I could be, I could use ConvertKit if I wanted to, but I, I still like the MailChimp layout and for now it's what I'm going to keep using. And for the people that are listening to this, you wouldn't have seen what I've just done, but on the bottom of my show notes, I've got Zapier because I don't use that at the moment and that will save me a lot of time and means that I'll be able to transfer over to my new system drip uh-huh. from MailChimp. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll add a link to that. Yeah, I um, think that's fantastic. That's a great You can do also, You there. could even set up, if you keep track of all your clients at the moment in an Excel sheet, you can have it so that when you add a new line to the Excel sheet, it will also trigger what they call a zap. And it'll go straight into <laughs> And it'll go straight into MailChimp. Four. They've got a free plan as well. I think which does a hundred tasks a month, which, which is should probably, be, be fine for which like should be heaps yeah. for you know. I don't think many people that are getting inquiries about bootcamp are going to have more than a hundred a month. Yeah, yeah. You know, because if you are, you're not going to be listening to us because <laughs> we should be listening to you because that's insane. <laughs> so if you've got a platform that gets more than that, give us a buzz or send us an email because we'd like to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll include a link to them. Yeah. Uh, and that, that can seem a bit daunting and confusing at first, but it, it gets better. And that, you can actually like link that into like accounting software and like everything you could have linked up, which then the zaps do add up when you're using like quite a few different yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's probably um, worth it in yeah. the end. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd, you'd like to pay money for that if it's just automatically doing things for yeah. you and you don't have to think. Yeah. Uh, I think it's got social media integrations as well. So, wow. so there's there's a whole other level of things you can do there. Yeah, so that like integration is a really cool thing with email. The other thing I had talking a little bit more about automations. So in ConvertKit, these are called sequences and drip. They're probably called drips or something. Yeah, they're called they're drips called. or campaigns. Oh, for automated stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess that's their main function. Yeah. So the way that works is basically 
you have a trigger. So say someone signs up to your list or say someone stops being an active member, you know, whatever conditions are around that. It might be like when someone hasn't come to a session for a month or when they cancel their plan, they stop becoming an active member. What you can happen have happened then is they automatically get added to an email series. So if this is for new people starting, it might be like a free workout series that you send to people before they've become members. Yep. Because once they become members, you want them to come to the sessions. Wait, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it, and then anytime, if someone like, you know, if you have like an email thing on your website that says like email here for more information or something like that, you could have them get added to that. Uh, and then that's a way of like keeping it at the forefront of their mind because you, you know, they keep getting an email from you and you're giving them like valuable valuable stuff which exactly is like workouts right. and training and they're getting to know your you better through all of that information too so same thing if someone ends up leaving you could have add them to a series that just sends them like an email once a month they're just like hey how are you doing or maybe it sends them like a here's 20 percent off to get started again all these emails have unsubscribe on them so if someone is not interested anymore they can just email you or they yeah, can just they, unsubscribe and unsubscribe correct. They get, they stop it yeah, yeah and that'll stop the so, and so that's the other thing, reason you should be using one of these email platforms as well, because technically, if you send anyone email without their permission, that's classed as spam. So if you're blasting people out of your Outlook, Outlook inbook, uh, Outlook inbooks or your yeah, Gmail, yeah. Yep. like that can technically be cast as spam if you haven't specifically asked to send this person email. Uh, so being using a thing like MailChimp where people can unsubscribe and stop the emails if they want well it's keeping it legal <laughs> yeah, yeah and I think uh, I think even in Canada like their laws are even stricter that like that's why you, MailChimp will ask for your address to be printed on the bottom of each email because I believe that's law in Canada that, that, ah. that there has to be some sort of like contact details on the thing okay I understand that now yeah and it's just kind of been adopted by all of the platforms worldwide it's like well then it's compatible in Canada and so if other countries go down that path then you don't need to worry about it I suppose but yeah gotcha so that was follow ups yeah doing how to do that then yeah like being able to like capture people's interests and tags so if you share a recipe in one of your your newsletters say you could tag that that client's interested in recipes or you could add them to a segment that that client's interested in, in recipes click and food. On, if they click on it, they get that tag. Yeah, they get yeah. that added to their the information next to their email address. So that could mean that, you know, down the track, you know, like 12 months down the track, you've got a bunch of people who've been clicking on recipes and then you run or run like a healthy eating workshop. Ah, good. And you can just send it to those people who are interested in it. So say I'm in your email list and I've got no interest in cooking. Yeah. And you'd send that to me, I'd be pissed off. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't get that because I haven't yeah. clicked on the recipes. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Yeah. So there's little, little things like that. Like, yeah, location like you do because you run multiple locations. So being able to like separate that so that... Yeah. Uh, because you don't always... If you want, if well, you, know, you don't always want to email the whole group. No, well, that's if I'm running a promotion for my Richmond boot camps, which is by far my largest. I don't want to be letting Geelong and St Kilda know about that as well because it's got nothing to do with them, uh-huh. and they're just going to get disheartened. Why aren't we? Why isn't the same effort going into this group? Or yeah, you know, and you don't want that as well. So you yeah. don't really always want to know what you're doing the other ones. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think that's important too. Uh-huh. 
And well, yeah, the last thing I have was newsletters. So a little bit more. I recommend. Do you, so you you do a weekly newsletter? I I do. Yep. Okay. I usually tell people like monthly. Yep. Just because it's more achievable. Like sometimes you can you can feel like you're getting behind if you uh, don't do just, the weekly. I just get to be honest. Like it's it's good, but it's just another thing on my list that yeah. I'm going to cull at the end of the year. Okay. You know, I just thought, Matt, nah, we'll keep it going to the end of 2016 because we don't have long to go. But then, yeah, it's. To be honest, it, it doesn't serve much purpose and it frustrates me that I have to do it. Yeah. And I always think about it. And I, like I know we speak about this a bit with different tasks and I don't think it adds much value to my business. Okay. I think it'd be more powerful if I put more effort into a monthly one like you're saying. Yeah. Because then you can like... So then what I'd recommend, what I tell people with emails is um, it's cool to have like a client spotlight of some kind in there. Yep. Even if it's, it's just like you emailing a client and saying like, you know, I used to be yeah, like, so these five to stuff like, yeah, like, what's your favorite boot camp exercise? Yeah. Like, well, you know, what's something that people at boot camp don't know about you? Like this kind of stuff. And then a photo of the person. And it just helps build that community. Having a client, a lot of my clients were business owners. So we would feature one of their businesses as well. Cool. As just like a way of sort of free promotion. Also be like, you know, if you're looking for a lawyer, you actually train with a lawyer. You might not even realize that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or an accountant or someone, something like that. Or a costume designer was one of my clients. So yeah, so having that kind of cool. that kind of stuff is yep. really cool, and then yeah, like a, a recipe or a workout, just something that like I've come across or I found useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And include that in, and then and then obviously like when the next boot camp is and yeah, because yeah, yeah. mine sign up each the... round, so reminding them to sign up again and and not only that, like you can with your like boot camp of the month or whatever, you know, you can do a social media post about that as well, you know, and then. Yeah that will build hype around other people and you click on the bottom and it goes to email, you know, so mm-hmm. so they sign up to email as well. It's all sort of interlocks, mm-hmm. you know, so then you're getting more people interested as well. Uh-huh. I know people like it, which then their friends will see it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're obviously in the same area, right? So that can promote business as well, right? Uh-huh. But I suppose a big thing from today's episode, and if you are scared about this or it doesn't, doesn't come naturally to you, like it doesn't to me, um, I'd recommend... Just sort of playing around with it. You don't have to rush into it. It's taken me a long time to start using MailChimp. And then, yeah, since speaking to Jared Robinson from episode nine, that would be worthwhile listening to about a lot of the stuff he does for his business. But he sort of mentors me. And from there, he's saying you need to upgrade to this automated stuff and dripping with campaigns. And it really scares me. So my advice to everyone out there is, have a go at just importing one list. If you go to Zapier or whatever and you get them from your Excel spreadsheet, just do that. You don't even need to send an email or anything like that. Uh-huh. But just create an account with MailChimp. Just just do that as your one takeaway from this. Yeah. Read up on it and it may not be for you. As I said, it doesn't cost any money, mm-hmm. but you've just taken one little step forward to obviously using emails because they're such a powerful tool. That would be my one tip. I know, Cole, if you've got a words of wisdom because you're the guru yeah if, you, if you're having trouble like jump on the inner circle and someone will be able to help you out if you jump in our Facebook group while you're trying to work it out yeah I had I had something else to say about newsletters but I was just listening to you then and I forgot what it was oh sorry mate my um, voice can do that to people <laughs> <laughs> very draining sorry listeners I think it was another another point about alright so the other great thing about sending regular newsletters is that Sometimes we have the tendency to, after 
after a while, there's been like a lot of things happening with our business. We send this one email that's got like 10 uh, things yeah. in it, like a sort of a brain Overkill. dump. And it's too overwhelming for people. People open that email and they just, they just like, no. Nah. Yeah. But, you know, so you, you should send emails that just really highlight like one thing. Like if you've got your newsletter, people are going to expect that to have two or three things. But if you want people to really take action on something, you need to send just one email. So that's what that was. It was just advice around sending emails. And if you want emails that really connect with people, you need to be really clear about what action you want them to take. So yep. if you're wanting them to sign up, it needs to just be about signing up. Yeah. If you're wanting them, yeah, maybe to sign up for this charity bootcamp, it needs to just be about that. If you add it as like a list of things, it, it dilutes what you're trying to achieve. And I think that's, it goes back to using segments, like you said, mm-hmm. or how I've got it. Cause I'm very, I was very basic seeing um, different lists for different things, mm-hmm. you know, and, that, and that's all I address in those emails. Yeah. Otherwise people will unsubscribe and you'll lose that email because you're sending stuff that's not relevant to them or they're sick of constant berating of certain things that aren't, that, that aren't relevant to anything they want to do. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Kyle, thanks for that, mate. I probably took a lot more out of that than you, but your words of wisdom were fantastic. <laughs> Good. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for listening. If you uh, really like our episode, you can uh, leave feedback and check out our show notes. Yeah, you can find the show notes to all our episodes at trainerstribe.com forward slash podcasts. Uh, and if you're feeling generous or you'd really like to let us know how you're feeling, go to iTunes and leave a really nice review for Kyle and myself. Yeah, or if you want to help us spread the word and get more trainers, you know, putting some of this awesome stuff into action and helping to improve our industry, uh, just email this onto someone else or forward it or tell them about the show. We'd really appreciate it. It's really helpful. I've been uh, Dale Sidebottom. I've been Kyle Wood. <laughs>